0: Welcome to The Life of an Educator, hosted by Matthew Hey team, and welcome to another episode, episode two of The Life of an Educator podcast. It is so great to have you here today. Um, for our second episode. And uh, let me start off by just thanking everyone for being a part of this amazing journey. What a ride it's been so far and we're just at the beginning of it. And I am just so appreciative and overwhelmed with all of the positive comments and encouragements uh, that you have given me so far. And this just gives me more passion and excitement to keep doing this and to keep sharing My thoughts of being an educator. And so, thanks so much for listening in. Thanks so much for asking questions, for giving positive comments, and just for being a part of this journey alongside me. It is a joy. To do, and I'm excited for this episode building a positive classroom atmosphere. And I want to basically continue from our conversation last time. We talked about the first day of school, and so if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode one, I encourage you to pause this and go back and listen to that first episode where I talk about a teacher's perspective on the first day of school and how that all happens. But today, I want to continue that conversation about building a positive classroom atmosphere. It's a little bit trickier than you think. You have students coming in and they are in that mode of figuring out if you are going to be a teacher that they like or that they can respect or that they can get along with. And they are really judging you, in a sense, from day number one. And it is up to you as the teacher to embrace them and to welcome them into your classroom and to... Allow them to see that this is going to be a positive space for them throughout the year. We have no idea what uh, baggage and experiences and um, whatnot students are coming into your room with. And so it is up to you to have them see you as a positive person who is going to teach them, yes, but is also going to care for them and to be, you know, on their side. And so That first day, that first week, it's crucially important that you are a positive person for your students. Your students are seeing if you're going to be someone they can connect with. So, in a sense, no pressure, (laughs) but there is an importance that you start off the year on a positive note with your students and that they see that you are the real deal in the sense that you are going to be a teacher that cares. And so, how do you build that positive atmosphere? I wanna start off with, simply, you need to be positive. I believe that if you're going to be an effective teacher, that you need to be a positive person. We need positivity in our world, and we need positivity in the educational world, and we need positivity towards our students. And I firmly believe that, that we need to be positive. It doesn't mean we need to be fake, but we need to approach life with a positive attitude. We need to be welcoming. We need to be smiling. We need to see that life is worth living and that life is a journey that is worth striving for. And so be positive. Always look at the bright side of life. And also you want to let your students engage in your classroom. There are far too many experiences where the teacher did all the talking and the students just sat there like robots or like statues and didn't get a chance to engage and didn't get the chance to be a part of the classroom. You need to remember that, yes, you are the teacher, but there are also students in your room and you are not a one-man band or a one-woman band. And so there are probably 30 of you in the room, 29 students, and one teacher. And so you are not the be-all, end-all, and you want to let your students be part of the classroom. So let them share. Let them talk. Let them be a part of the space. Allow them time to um, be people. I always like to give the first five or so minutes of every day uh, to allow us just to talk and not talk about curriculum and not talk about math, but to talk about life and just to catch up on how everyone's doing, how um, life is going, what activities they're a part of, what they did the evening before, how their day's been, and, uh, and so forth. Once your students trust you, a lot of times that turns into drama that's going on in the school and so then you might have to shut that down or engage with it depending on what it is. But allow your students to be a part of the conversation. Allow them to be human. Allow them to share and let curriculum simply wait. I truly believe that five minutes to start a class not talking about curriculum is not going to hurt them. It's not going to cause them to be dumber than the classroom beside you who jumped right into the curriculum. Uh, It honestly will probably benefit them in the long run. So remember, teaching and being in a classroom as an educator is, yes, about curriculum, but it's also a big part about building relationships. And so don't lose that part of it. That's the biggest thing I have for today is to be positive, be welcoming, and allow your students to talk and be engaged. Now, there's more to to it than that. Obviously, we need expectation. And so that first week is very important to set expectation. I talked about it a little bit last episode, but this needs to happen early, but it does not and should not happen moment number one. Remember, we need to get to know our students first. We need to have some fun. We need to build relationships. We need to engage. We need to have that... Happen first, but there is a point, maybe the end of the first class or early on in the second class, depending on what grade level you are, where expectations need to happen. Students need to know what is allowed and not allowed in your classroom, and you are the teacher, you are the authority figure in the room, and you need to know as the authority, what is accepted and what is not. Each teacher will have their own pet peeves. Each teacher will have their own non-negotiables. And you need to know what those are for your classroom. That being said, you need to let the students be a part of setting expectations. Yes, you are going to have your non-negotiables. Maybe that's giving everyone respect. But let the students come up with the other expectations of the room. Multiple reasons why. One, it builds ownership for your students. Remember, you have 30 people in your room. There's one of you and 29 students. So let the students own the space as well. Let them be a part of the experience. Let them be a part of the adventure. Let them be a part of the classroom atmosphere. Let them have ownership. Because then it doesn't seem like it's a bunch of rules anymore, but for them, it feels like they're a part of a collaborative process, and they're choosing what is allowed or not allowed in the classroom. So then when you challenge them later, for example, let's say that one of the expectations they say is no gum in the classroom, Later on, when you have to address it and say, hey, Sally, remember there's no gum chewing in the classroom, they will not see it as you telling them that that's a rule that they broke, but they're going to remember the fact that, oh, yeah, we made that rule as class. Oh, sorry, Mr. Duick, my bad. And the gum goes in the garbage and everything goes on as normal. So you'll be surprised of actually how close their expectations are to yours. They're going to be pretty accurate. They know that... You know, you may not want phones or devices happening when you're teaching. They're going to know that, and they might even write it down. They're going to know that, you know, you need to clean up after yourself when you eat or drink in the classroom. They're going to know that you need to ask permission before you just leave the classroom. They know that, you know, we need to make sure that everyone is treated with respect, that we need to put our hand up before we talk, that we need to push our chairs in before we leave the class. All of these things the kids already know. And so instead of you, the teacher, being at the front of the room just blabbing away about what the expectations are, if they write it down, if they collaborate as a team of students, it's going to go a lot longer in terms of them understanding that this is their room just as much as it's yours. So don't panic. I know some of the teachers listening or even some of the parents listening are are like, oh my goodness, Mr. Duick, you just let them run the show. (laughs) And that's not true. Remember that as a teacher, you are the authority and you still have the final say. And so even though you allow the students to go maybe into small groups and write down what they think this classroom should look like and what the rules should be, you will take those and you will come up with the final list. Don't panic. See what the students come up with and feel free to adjust it if need be. Okay? And if there are students listening, don't worry, the teacher still has the final say. So if you make up a silly rule, it might not make the final cut. But overall, students know what to expect and they know what they want in a classroom. Yes, there's often those kids who are going to write down things that are silly and don't make sense for a classroom. And then there's going to be the other side of students who want the classroom to run like a military camp or boot camp. And so you're going to eventually take those lists and you're going to come up with something that makes sense for the classroom. And make sure your non-negotiables are on there. But when you allow the kids to be a part of it, it's going to work out a lot better for you and for the students. So set those expectations. Make sure they are clear, right? Make sure that you go through them as a class um, and so everyone knows what they are and follow through with them. You need to make sure that one of the things about building a positive classroom atmosphere is once those expectations are set, you need to make sure as a teacher, you are following through on those throughout the year. You should not add expectations unless need be, and you can't ignore expectations as well. So make sure whatever, whatever those expectations are, that you are clear with them and that you follow through with them. Because if you don't follow through, the students won't either, and that can get messy in the future. And so again, one of the ways of building that positive classroom atmosphere, specifically in the first few days of the new school year, is don't scare them away with curriculum and assessments too quickly. Everyone's nervous coming in, no matter what grade the students are going into, whether it's kindergarten all the way to grade 12, it is still a new school year. They have new teachers. It might be a new school. Ease them in. Support them. Don't sugarcoat it, right? I teach grade 10 to 12 math. It's hard. It's hard. I'm going to tell them that, that it's hard because it is, but support them and remind them that you'll be with them every step of the way. So as a teacher, I'm going to encourage them that, yes, it's hard, but we're going to get through it together. We are a team and we are going to do everything together and we're going to support each other. And then you have to do that. You have to back it up. You have to be there for them and you have to support them as the school year goes along anything you say in that first week the students are listening and so you need to make sure as the educator as the teacher that you follow through with that you can't say something and then not follow through because then your students aren't going to trust you with what you say later on so there's probably more to say about that first week but i think from listening to last episode and hearing me today You need to start off with a positive approach by getting to know your students, by them getting to know you, having your kids be a part of the process, having your kids help you set expectations, encourage them, welcome them, tell them what is up in terms of the coursework and what's going to happen, but encourage them and support them and remind them that you are a team and you will work together and everything will be okay. One of the things that is often overlooked is the classroom itself. The classroom design is very, very important for setting and building that positive classroom atmosphere. So I mentioned it for a moment last episode, but you need to think about the space that you are in. The design matters. How your classroom looks matters. Kids are going to walk in and they're going to see what your classroom looks like. And even that is going to set... um Set them up to have a certain thought about what you are, about who you are as a teacher, and what the classroom space is like. So think about the design. You need to make sure that you are comfortable, uh, but that your students feel comfortable as well. You need to make sure that uh, you have a space that makes sense for both you and the students. I remember at one of my schools at Tech Block, that I worked at in the past, when I walked in, I was taking over a maternity leave and I walked in and there was a whole hangout space in one side of the room with cushions and a couch and tables. And it was like a whole like hangout space. And at first I was like, this is not going to work for me. Like it's about the curriculum. It's about math. It's about getting work done. What is this hangout space doing here? But I kept it because it wasn't, I just had jumped in there. It wasn't my space. I was just filling in for a few months. And I realized that it made the students comfortable and it made sense for that grade. It was grade nine math and it just made sense for uh, the the students and it made sense for uh, the approach that we were taking at the school and in that class. And so the students felt comfortable when they were done their work. It was kind of a reward. If you finish your work and it's approved by Mr. Duick, you can go over to the hangout space and relax. You know, if, if if you're having a rough day and you talk to Mr. Duick and I I sense that you need a little bit of a break, you can go over to the hangout space and take five minutes to rest and then let's try again and come back to the work. And so these kind of things really worked out um, for the students and it worked out for me. And I'm not saying that every classroom needs this hangout space with couches and cushions, but... Depending on who you have and depending on the space that you want, it may be something that you look into. I always think it's important to have access to, to the necessities. So books, school supplies, Kleenex boxes. Oh my goodness, if there's anything that you want to make sure that every classroom has, it's a Kleenex box. And if you want an embarrassing story, here it is, grade 7 I believe it was, And I'm snotting up a storm and I'm in a classroom with no Kleenex box. Worst situation you can be in. So please, please, please make sure, (laughs) teachers, if you're listening, Kleenex box. It is a necessity in every classroom. If you want to have a positive classroom atmosphere, make sure that if someone sneezes, there is a Kleenex box close by for them to deal with their snot. Um, (laughs) I learned that the hard way. I had to leave the classroom with like a booger just like dripping out of my mouth, walking over to the bathroom. Uh, It was not fun. So please, please, please have a Kleenex box. But have those necessities, right? Have access to pencils. I think it's very, very important that we allow kids to take a pencil if they need a pencil. I'm not going to punish my student because they forgot a pencil. If I want to teach them, if I want them to learn I'm going to give them a pencil so that they can learn and that they can be engaged in the class. right? If they don't have a pencil, what are they going to do? They're going to sit there and stare at me and not be engaged. And so the least you can do is give them a pencil and say, I'm so glad you're here. Here's a pencil. Why don't you have a seat and engage in what we're doing? right?" So have those necessities. Have paper. Have a pencil. Have an eraser. Have an extra calculator kicking around so that they can learn alongside you and alongside their peers. So don't over clutter the space, right? There's that balance. And there's lots of research behind all of this about, you know, how to design a classroom. Not too much color, but not too much white, not too much, you know, fancy posters. But again, you don't want it too boring and plain. You want it to be fun, but not too distracting. You want it to be organized, but not too organized and all of this. But Think about it, right? I do believe that you don't want too much disorganization. When students come into your room, they want to see that you care about the space. They want to see that you've put time and effort to design a space. If you care, the students will care. If your room's a mess, the kids will not care about putting their garbage in the garbage can because your garbage is all over the place. So don't overclutter it, make it nice. Think about the design. Think about how you want to present your space. It's your space, and your students are going to become a part of it. So that's another thing that you can, especially for elementary and middle school, uh, allow your kids to design the space with you. Have them create posters for the room. Have them create a bulletin board for the room. Have them create things to put up on the wall and, and make it a part of that opening week where the students can feel like they're a part of the space. That being said, make sure that it's about the students and not about you. So 80% needs to be for the students. It's about them. Only 20% for the teacher. Don't take up more than that for you. All you need is a desk and your things. You don't need to have this palace in the corner with all of your extras. So make it about the students. Yes, you need to have your space. You need to be comfortable. But make sure it is about the students. Um, Because if it's not, they're going to notice and they're going to see that you have a palace in the corner and they're going to be like, hmm, I thought it was about me, but it sounds and looks like it's about them. So I actually have a lot more to say, but we're running out of time for this episode. So I think we'll come back for part two of building a positive classroom atmosphere next time. And because I talked about week one and I talked about the classroom, but I want to talk about how to keep this positive atmosphere going throughout the year. And so I'm going to come back next time with this thought. And so I hope you'll join me in two weeks. October the 4th is when we'll be back. And we're going to call it Building a Positive Classroom Atmosphere, part number two. And uh, we'll talk about how to keep this positive atmosphere that we've created with the classroom design and with week one and how to continue it. Uh, throughout the year, and I'll share some more stories along the way as well. Uh, So let me remind you to ask questions. I want to get your thoughts about what future episodes could be like, what themes you want to talk about, what topics you want to talk about, what questions you have about education and as a teacher, and uh, to follow The Life of an Educator. Social media platforms, the website at thelifeofaneducator.buzzsprout.com. Remember to watch and invite and share with others. And I hope this is helpful. I hope that this just gives you a little bit of insight about what I do every day as an educator and as a teacher, as a high school math teacher. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part. You are awesome. And we'll see you next time.